This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 62. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Brent. Thanks for listening to another episode of the LJS Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for listening, no matter where you're listening from, whether it's from our home base at LearnJazzStandards.com, from YouTube, from iTunes, uh, wherever you're listening from the world, welcome. So glad you're here, especially if this is your first time listening to the LJS Podcast. And on today's episode 62, I'm really excited to talk about four steps for playing what you hear in your jazz solos. So I went on Facebook Live and YouTube Live last week to just talk about last week's episode of the LGS Podcast, episode 61. It's something new I'm trying out uh, just to talk a little bit more about the podcast and engage that part of our audience. And by the way, if you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel or to our Facebook page, that's facebook.com slash Standards, And of course, on YouTube, just look up Learn Jazz Standards. You can find us there. And in the YouTube live session, one of the watchers and the listeners asked me a question, and the question was, how do I play what I'm hearing in my head in my jazz improvisation? And I thought that was such a great question because he's not the first one to ask me that question. It's a common question people ask. They want to know, how can I play what I'm hearing in my head on my instrument? The answer is, it's not that easy, but you're in luck I have a really nice four-step process that I believe can really help us and train us to be able to get to that point where we can play whatever we want to play, whatever we're hearing in our head, in our solos. So I'm excited to talk to you about that today. And as always, before we get started into that, I just want to invite you, if you could help us out, to go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. That just helps other people find this podcast and always remember to join our jazz community if you haven't done that yet. You can go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter and to become part of our community, we'd love to have you. You also get a free ebook, The Ultimate Jazz Guide to Practicing. It's an ebook that over 25,000 people have downloaded. So join ranks with everybody else and do that. All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into today's show. So the ultimate goal when we're taking a jazz solo, when we're in a jazz improvisation setting, is to be able to play what we're hearing in our head. We need to learn all kinds of jazz language, be very familiar with the music, have some training on our instrument, know how to play it, know how to get around it. But we want to be able to express all that language on the spot. And, you know, that's a tall order. And there's been a lot of students that I've had. um, I'm thinking of some students in our 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing course who have struggle with that, who have asked the question, how do I 
get there? How do I how do I play what I'm actually hearing in my head? Because it's a it's really tough. Jazz improvisation is not easy. But I really do believe that we can train ourselves to get to that point. And you know, it's not an easy answer. Like everything, it's never just a, a simple steps one, two, three, four, and then now you have it magically. But these four steps that I'm going to give you to help us learn how to play what we're hearing in our heads in our jazz improvisation are great steps to take in order to get from point A to point B and start training ourselves to be able to do this. So there's four steps I have for you today, and the first three steps have a lot to do with fundamentals of ear training. Now, you probably heard that you should do some ear training in the past, and I can't stress enough how important that really is. In fact, a lot of this ear training stuff has nothing to do with actually playing your instrument, but everything to do with being able to recognize sounds, intervals, chords, and chord progressions. So let's go over some of that because these fundamentals are incredibly important and you can start working on them today. And we actually have some great resources that I've actually mentioned in the past on other podcast episodes. We actually had a recent episode uh, with special guest Amy Nolte, who talked about how to develop relative pitch. And I talked a little bit and we talked a little bit about ear training in general. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that today. All right. So Step number one, let's start at the beginning. Step number one is you need to be able to recognize intervals. Okay, you need to be able to recognize intervals. What do I mean by intervals? I mean, if you have a major scale, what's the distance between the, the, the root and the fifth? Well, obviously, it's a perfect fifth, but you need to be able to hear that, to be able to recognize that sound. Now, you may ask, well, why is being able to hear intervals going to be able to help me play what I'm hearing in my head in my solos? Well, allow me to use just a really brief analogy. You know, an architect, when when the architect's planning a, a beautiful building, they're not actually implementing that process yet, right? They're planning it. They're sketching it. They kind of are already familiar with what parts go where, how to make the building structurally sound, what geometrical figures work together, and then the artistry of it. They know how to build that building in such a way to, you know, give credit to the the artistic design to it while still being structurally sound. But they haven't implemented yet. They haven't started building the building. They're not, you know, building it as and planning it as they go. They have to have the plan first. They have to recognize how things are going to work first. And that's the same with intervals, right? If we want to be able to play what we're hearing in our head, we have to kind of be familiar with what different sounds sound like first. That's going to be a huge key advantage if you understand intervals. So let's do a little quick interval training really quick. I'm going to play an interval and you tell me what interval that is. Here's the first one. All right, here it is one more time for you. All right, do you know what that one is? If you answered major third, you're totally right. If you didn't get that, don't worry about it. Let's try another one. One more time. All right, now if you said that that is a minor sixth, you would be correct. Let's do another one here. This time we're going to do intervals going down in pitch. So far we've done only intervals going up in pitch from the first root note. Let's do one going down. Here it is again. 
All right. If you said that it was a perfect fifth, you'd be right. No worries if you didn't. Let's try one more going down. All right. You get that one. If you said that it was a major third, you'd be absolutely correct. By the way, the way I memorized that one is Beethoven's fifth, right? That's the first part of Beethoven's fifth. And by the way, if you're struggling with any of these intervals so far, that's really the way to do it is to find different songs that you know really well that you can relate to. So the Beethoven's fifth was the one I learned for um uh, a major third going down for a major third going up. I think about east of the sun, west of the moon. You know that jazz standard, dee 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 da, east of the sun. So that's a major third going up. Uh, we did a minor uh, six a second ago. I think about a day in the life of a fool or Black Orpheus. Da 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 da. da. Right. So there's different songs that you can think about in order to memorize these intervals. I actually talked about this in an earlier podcast episode, uh, more on ear training, but that is uh, something you're going to want to do. And I'm going to leave a link to a post that I did a while back, probably like last year, about jazz standards that you can use to memorize intervals. So you can find that in the show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 62 and you can check that out there but ultimately just any song that you know really well try to find different songs that help you memorize these intervals now i want to do one more interval exercise with you and that's going to be i'm just going to play one note for you and i want you to try to sing the interval that that i want you to play so i'm going to play uh a note here and i want you to be able to sing uh, a perfect fourth up from this note All right, you got it. So my guess is it's da de. Let's see if I'm right. Yep, that was pretty much right on it. Okay, so that exercise you can do on any any interval really. You can say what's uh, a minor seventh from there. What's uh, a perfect fourth down from there. What's a minor third down from there and you can go on and on and just practice this by yourself whether you're in the car the train uh, just at home somewhere you can always be practicing this stuff so intervals are incredibly important and that kind of leads us into the next step that I want to go into and that is recognizing chords you know not rocket science here but recognizing chords is super important because recognizing chords can help us recognize chord progressions which what do we improvise over in jazz we we improvise over chord progressions. So this is really important. And those chord tones are what we need to be using to build our improvisation. So would it be important to learn to recognize what chords sound like in your head? Absolutely. So how do we do that? It's pretty simple. It's more ear training. Now, first way to start is just by singing them individually. So if I'm going to sing a major triad from that first note that we just had, that that C major note that we just played, it would be do da da. All right, that's a major triad. Now, if, what if I want to make that a minor triad? Do da da. Okay. Now, if I want to make that a diminished triad, do da da. Diminished triad right there. What if I want to make it an augmented triad? Do da da. So that's an augmented triad right there. And then you'd move on to seventh chords. So major seventh chord. 
Do, 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 do. That's major seventh. And then dominant seventh. Do, 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 do. All right, and then minor seventh. Do, 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 do. And then half diminished seventh. Do, 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 do. My flat five is a little shaky there. Uh, but, you know, if you think about that, that's just a diminished triad with that minor seventh on top. All right, let's shoot for our diminished seventh now. Do, 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 do. That's the diminished seventh there. So now I can sing them all separately by themselves. Now it's more of a matter of can I hear them when all the notes of the chord are played at once. So let's do a little test for you. I'm going to play some different chords and you tell me what they are. Here's the first one. So is that a major seventh, a minor seventh, a dominant seventh, a half diminished seventh, or a fully diminished seventh? If you said that it is a dominant seventh, you would be correct. Let's try another one. All right, can you hear it? If you said that it is a minor seventh, you would be correct. Okay, one last one. Tell me what this one is. All right, this one's a little bit tricky, but can you hear what it is? If you said that it is a half-diminished chord, you are correct. Now, I hope from this you've discovered and realized that by knowing your intervals, it can become much easier to recognize triads in seventh chords because you already can hear the relationships between each of those notes. If you understand how to create a triad, a triad is a root, a third, and a fifth, and depending on what quality those thirds and fifths will be flatted or sharped, then you can sing those intervals. You can hear those in your head. You can build these chords, therefore recognize what these chords sound like. So all of this fundamental ear training is incredibly important for starting to play what you're hearing in your head. All right, just taking a little break from today's show to talk to you about our flagship ebook, Zero to Improv. Zero to Improv is a book that teaches you how to become a great jazz improviser from the ground up. No stone is left unturned. This isn't your ordinary music book, Zero to Improv. It calls you to action. It's packed full of improv and jazz theory lessons. You'll start from the beginning and build up all of the skills and knowledge that you need to become a great jazz improviser. There's audio examples included for all of the music notation in the book, and versions are available for C, B-flat, E-flat, and bass clef instruments. It's designed for all skill levels. If you want to learn more about Zero to Improv, go to Zero to Improv. Dot com. That's www.zerotoimprov.com. All right. So now step number three is the logical progression, which is we need to understand and hear chord changes, chord progressions by ear. So just be able to recognize them. You know, in our new ebook, Zero to Improv, uh, there, I talk about a rule. It's the jazz improv rule. And the jazz improv rule is that to become a better jazz improviser, you need to understand jazz harmony. Okay. So harmony being the chord progressions is, is a big part of that. Just 
how chords move from each other. And if we already know our intervals, we already know our chords, then we can move on to hearing chord progressions by listening to the bass note of the progression of each chord and listening to the intervals of which they shift between each other and then identifying the quality. So, of course, what's the best way to do this? How do we practice this? How do we you know, recognize chord progressions? Well, a lot of the answer is just by trial and error and just by doing a lot of it and learning jazz language through transcribing solos and through learning jazz standards primarily. That's really by ear. That's the best way to really practice doing this. But you can also practice just by isolating the chord progressions themselves, important chord progressions that you need to know. So I'm going to put you to the test really quick. Here's a chord progression and let's see if you know what it is. All right, I'll play one more time for you just in case you didn't get it the first time. Now, if you recognize that that is a major 2-5-1 chord progression, you are in good hands. You'd be totally right. Now, how did I do that? How did I know that that's a 2-5-1? Well, again, like I said, just learning a lot of jazz music, jazz standards, I know that a major 2-5-1 chord progression is really a popular chord progression in jazz. So, you know, 2-5-1 and B-flat, major concert B-flat would be C minor 7, F7, and then B-flat major 7. So I just know that chord progression thoroughly. But then I was also listening to the bass notes and listening to the relationship between them. They were moving in fourths, okay? So I, I could hear that much. And then even though the piano was pay- playing sparsely, I could kind of pick out the quality just from having a really trained ear what kind of chords those were. And the more you practice those chord progressions, they just become second nature and you're able to hear them happening. And of course, you'd want to be able to hear a, a minor 2-5-1 as well. In a minor 2-5-1, the half diminishes the first chord rather than a minor seventh chord. There is a dominant seven as the five chord, but then the one chord is a minor seven chord. So again, that goes back to recognizing those chords. You want to be able to recognize the difference between a major and a minor seventh chord, and that unlocks that door. All right, I don't want to spend too much time on chord progressions um, because I really do think the secret is just learning lots of jazz repertoire, but let's try one more chord progression and see if you can pick this one out. All right, I'm going to play it one more time for you. Now, this example is a little bit trickier, so if you didn't get it, that's totally okay. Essentially, what this is, is this is a 2-5-1, but with a tritone substitution. Now, if you're not familiar with tritone substitution, really quick crash course. It's basically taking the 5 chord. So if it's a 2-5-1, C minor 7 is the 2, F7 is the 5, B flat major 7 is the 1. And it's playing for the 5, it's substituting a tritone away. And again, a tritone is an interval you need to know. It's a flat five, okay? So that's an interval you should be familiar with if you're studying your intervals. And you can hear that instead, it's playing that tritone away. So in that particular case, you'd be playing C minor seven as the two, B seven 
as the tritone substitution and B flat major seven as the one chord. So that was a two five one with a tritone substitution. And if you didn't get that, that's okay. It's more complicated, but that's the level that we want to be able to get. Because if we can hear these chord changes, if we can hear these intervals, if we can hear these chords, we're well on our way to being able to hear what, to be able to play rather, what we're hearing in our head. All right, now step number four is all about transferring what we're hearing in our head to our instrument. So far, all the things we talked about with intervals and chords and chord progressions have nothing to do with actually playing your instrument. That's the recognition part of this. Now this is the implementation part of it. Now there's two things I think that we can do to start transferring from our ear to our instrument and actually practicing this. And the first one I mentioned before, and that's learning jazz solos and licks by ear from recordings from musicians you admire from jazz greats. This is an important practice. Again, always preach on this podcast on our blog uh, in our 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing course. This is a key focus of the entire course. And it's super important to do this. And the more you do this, the more you keep transferring what you're hearing on recordings to your instrument, the easier it becomes to play anything that you want that you're hearing faster. And that's the key. So just practicing doing this is incredibly important, learning jazz solos and licks. But I think there's another side of this. You may have heard about sight reading before, right? And whenever they talk about sight reading, you just, you know, it's 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 all about practicing it by reading music and not looking at it ever again. You don't want to keep reading the same piece of music because then it no longer is sight reading anymore. It's just reading by memory. You get that muscle memory going. So the same thing we can do with listening to music and transferring it to our instrument and they call it melodic dictation so you hear a lick you hear a line and you try to repeat it verbatim right away maybe you can listen to it a couple times but then you move on to the next one and you just keep moving on and moving on to different pieces of information so let's try that really quickly i'm going to take a few licks from our new ebook zero to improv and i'm just going to lob them your way so if you're not by your instrument right now don't worry about it but if you have some time later just sneak to your instrument and try out some of these licks but ultimately you can go to any recording and do this so here's one for you right now try playing this on your instrument So just try to figure out that lick really quick and maybe listen to it a few times, try it a few times, try to replicate it. But the intention of this practice is not to memorize it, not to be like, oh, hey, that's an awesome lick. I want to start putting that into my, my playing. It's all about moving on to the next one right away so that you're really training this aspect of ear to, to instrument. All right, let's try one more. All right, so you can just continue to take licks and lines like this from recordings. Uh, don't try to memorize them. Just keep moving on. Melodic dictation is a real powerful practice for this stuff. Okay, so let's quickly summarize what we talked about in the show today. Four steps for playing what you hear in your jazz solos. You need to learn your intervals, 
You need to learn your chords, be able to recognize your chords by ear and your chord progressions by ear. And then you need to practice transferring things that you're hearing onto your instrument. So you can do that by learning jazz solos and learning licks. And then you can also do that with melodic dictation. Those are all great tools. And I guarantee if you practice this stuff, if you work on this stuff, you're going to start seeing some serious results in your jazz solos. And you might surprise yourself in your next gig or your next jam session. All right, that's all for today's show. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You can find today's show notes at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 62. Hope to see you there. And as always, you can leave a comment with something else you had on your mind about today's show. This is a jazz community. Be sure you leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That just helps other people find this show. Remember to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. And next week, we're going to have a special guest on to talk about sight reading, how to sight read. That's going to be a great topic. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week on episode 63. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.